Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. I'm not a George Michael fan. I never really got into George Michael. No, yeah. yeah. Long I love time. George Michael. I'm yeah. really surprised. More, more as a man than as an artist, to be honest. Why? He's an absolute G. Just quality. Just really funny. An absolute G? Yeah, yeah. Is that like a Mancunian thing? Uh, probably, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, He's Australian, isn't he? I'll try it. He is that, yeah. yeah. He died on Christmas Day then, two years ago, didn't he? one right afterwards. Sorry. George Michael's Australian. Yeah. No, he's not. Okay. He is. He's, he's Greek, he's Greek Londoner, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. closer to Australia than England. <laughs> but he's not... He, he, he's dead. He's dead, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you Wasn't can't, sure. You can't libel the dead, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, so you weren't... You didn't get into Wham? Uh, a bit before my time, really, but I mean, I don't, I don't mind his, his mm-hmm. music. Some of it's got, it has its moments. My mother-in-law, her favorite song is that. Uh, what is it? Last Christmas. Oh yeah. Oh God. It's her I favorite mean, song out of all. Well, no, it's her favorite Christmas song. Let's say. But she. It's a classic. When you go up there for Christmas, she plays it quite a bit. Mm. Sounds painful. <laughs> right now, there's a, there's a discussion in Germany about a ship called Gorsch Fock. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, Sorry, some Gorsch Fock, like the most famous ship in warship in German history, and like a the thing, and they rebuild it, and it costs million and million every day. It costs seven million euros. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, someone, like I think a politician, tweeted something like, "Why went, don't we just like put it in a haven?" put Joe Cocker on top of it and let him sing some songs and drink some Becks because there was a famous Becks advertisement. Um, and That's then, the ship? That is the ship, Gorge Fog. Someone just replied, because Joe Cocker is dead, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, obviously, it's obviously not used in battle, it's just for training. But there are some mysteries about that ship. It's mm-hmm. not, a, not a good story. Not the best story. Mm-hmm. No? Rape mm-hmm. included. Oh, okay. yeah. That's not nice. <laughs> Okay, maybe we'll crack on with the podcast then, won't we? Okay, joining me, Ian McCourt, on today's One Football Podcast is Nico Hamer. Hey. Dan Burke. Hello. And Benny Kuhlhoff. Hello. Podcast at OneFootball.com is where you want to send those emails if you have any questions you think we can answer. Also, if you have the time, you know, don't be afraid to go over to iTunes, give us a rating and a comment, let us know how you think we're doing, which is exactly what Moo7ML did in the US iTunes store. Now... The title of this review is Bleach My Eyes. <laughs> so it ended well. It started best. <laughs> it could be worse, though. Bleach My yeah. Ears, for example. Yeah, Bleach My Ears. Bleach my ears. Five stars. So let's, let's keep going with this one. I saw Ian McCord in a one football video, and I wish I could bleach my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that's a fair. Sure you want to carry on with this, Ian? <laughs> Uh, he's so different from the glasses wearing goatee having intellectual I imagined <laughs> SMH hmm. that's that's why I have a big monitor in front of my face because I'm sitting next to in front of you mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the reasons the glasses thing yes I just didn't wear them in the video yeah. so that's that's pretty the goatee yeah that's Nikos that's well he's more beard isn't he really? I'm not wearing a goatee though no do intellectuals have goatees traditionally? Is that they, a, in The Simpsons, they do. Yeah. You know, the, the, they raise as well. Yeah, yeah, like Kevin had a goatee, yeah. has a goatee, and Stromberg has one. Do people still grow goatees? You are. You are the goatee expert, so tell me. Yeah. I know, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't grow a goatee. I can't do anything. Uh, he, uh, yeah, Moo7ML goes on to say, great podcast, by the way. Which sort of makes up for the bleach in my eyes thing. <laughs> uh, definite five out of five. By the way, I can't wait uh, to revel in Matt's suffering after Dorman win 4 0. 
I'm sin- you're sincerely an Arsenal supporter. That aged well, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, I think this might be for the second leg. Oh, okay. Yes. Well. Um, you got compared to somebody recently. Uh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. I forget who it was. I though. can't remember who it was either. Some actor from Harry Potter or something. Right. I think, if yeah. you want to know who Dan looks like, it's basically Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, yeah. That's true. yeah a, little mm-hmm. bit. a little bit. Yeah. You know, Dirk Nowitzki's latest nickname is the Stiff Mummy. So, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what, what does that mean? Because he can't move at all anymore. And he's oh, very, okay. Very, he's like 40 now. So. Well, he played in the All Star game. That was great. He did play in the All Star game. Yeah, he did. Like and four, in a three point, point contest. Yeah. And he was too slow to finish all yeah. the wrecks. He <laughs> 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 couldn't move that fast. He's a legend that he's very good looking. So, I, yeah, yeah, he's very good. I love yeah. him. He's the best. And he plays the saxophone. Does he? Yeah. Wow. He plays the saxophone? Yes. Oh, and everybody who's interested, real quick, Google uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Nash, Drunk in a Bar. They mm, are perfect. two brilliant pictures. <laughs> yeah? All-time great pictures of Dirk wow. Nowitzki. Um, you've got more of a James Dean type thing going on, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that right? I'm taking it. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. What, I if you're still alive? or? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I was thinking about you and I couldn't I, I couldn't figure it out a big bear Benny, Benny reminds me of Mats Hummels a little oh, bit I've always thought yeah. there was a bit uh, of something Paddy, a colleague of us yeah. once called me the chubby Mats Hummels I think that fits perfect <laughs> that is about right <laughs> I, I was thinking of a nice way to add add that in but that's that's about, I mean, that's, that's about right everybody can get it now okay um, has anybody seen this video of the baby who stops crying every time the Champions League song is played yes, yes. Yeah. it's good it's Sort of how I feel about this competition, actually. <laughs> Makes me... Go on. The second best one. What's the best There's one? one where they play it on a marriage in the church. <laughs> yeah. And the guy realized that, oh, this is this song, and then he's more in love with his wife than ever before. <laughs> and yeah, this is it. I don't know if my wife would have appreciated that at our wedding. I think my wife didn't know the song, so she would think, oh, nice song. And I was like, yes. You know that the Champions League anthem is based on like an old hymn, and this footage of Queen Elizabeth II being coronated, and that music was being played at her coronation in like the 1930s or whatever it was. You tweeted that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not got the uh, the, the same lyrics, like. But okay. It's not sponsored by Gazprom, but. <laughs> <laughs> but what a week we had of it! Bayern, Liverpool, Leon, Barca, Schalke, City, Atletico, Juventus. Uh, starting with the Bayern Liverpool game, I think we all expected it to be an absolute belter, but I'm not quite sure what it was. I mean, Dan, you did the the match report mm. for it. What what do you think? Good game, bad game? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was quite quite absorbing. Um, obviously, no goals, which always makes it a bit of a. A non-event to some people. Jurgen Klopp said something after the game, which I'm, I'd be interested to uh, get our German friends to explain this to me. Mm, okay. He said that it was like the Hamburger shooting, a big ballyhoo before the game, and then not really a lot of things happen in the game. Oh uh, yeah, okay. What's the, the Hamburger shooting? The, uh, it's the Hambacher shooting. Uh, ah. This is basically like everybody gets wild, and um, yeah, it's more like a crazy. Uh, well, how to explain it? It's a crazy event where everybody is allowed to shoot more or less. Oh. Uh, but there is no big thing happening in the end. It's just like everybody comes in shoot but really shooting with the gun mm-hmm. more that's or less. the most club thing to say yeah. <laughs> yeah did you enjoy the game i actually did oh. i enjoyed it a lot uh, was very surprised by Bayern's defense and Mats Hummels out of all people wow. the person i've been trashing for a solid year now <laughs> um yeah i i enjoyed it a lot and i like plowing ahead here i think Bayern has a 
brilliant, brilliant chance to go through, and that oh, is something. You're skipping ahead in the script. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna shut up here. <laughs> okay, I thought the first half was good. Yeah, the first half was yeah. the best nil nil I saw in ages, I would say. Mm. Yeah, because I, I also liked the tension in this whole game. You mm. saw that Bayern was really like they were scared to get hammered, and Liverpool was a bit like they had too much respect for like Bayern Munich is here, and so both teams. Well, a bit like when you when two kids meet for the first time or mm -hmm. the first date, both go not go all in, but both show their best sides, don't show the weak sides, and all this. <laughs> and this is why I wonder how Bayern will play in the second leg because they show they can play good defense, and this is totally Nico Kovac football. Yeah, and play on counter attacks, mm -hmm. but they didn't have any counters. They didn't even have a chance when I remember right. I think there was one Lewandowski shot blocked or something like this, but there was no offensive. And they had one, or Lewandowski had one big chance. Yeah. It was this one where oh, the Navri. cross came in and he uh, like uh, hit Alisson out of from a meter. No, I think that actually, I think that might have been Joel Matip actually hit Alisson. Okay, yeah, that was yeah. Joel Matip. Ah, oh shit, yeah, was legend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think, <laughs> I think Liverpool was close to one, two, or three goals, uh, easy. And if they sh uh, score one goal, Bayern will fall apart. Mm -hmm. I will see in the second leg because Bayern now needs they need to score a goal or they play for penalties. That's also a chance. But um, I don't think that they can play 0-0 against uh, Liverpool again. So they need to score a goal, but I don't know how to do it. You think the defence... Because the defence thing was quite interesting. Wow, that was good. You think it was like a, a sort of a freak accident that they were able to play that well in defence? Because no. he's been, like he says, he's been hammering the Bayern defence for a long time now. No, no, they just added Javi Martinez. And this is the factor Niko Kovac wanted to add in the beginning of the season. But then he found out, oh, in the Bundesliga, we don't... Uh, people not attacking us they, they want us to have the ball mm -hmm. and we need a plan B but he didn't have a plan B so it took some time to, to elaborate that plan B and now in the Champions League they are in the position that they can say oh we are so weak in the Bundesliga we can be the team that is waiting and it's actually it's better for Bayern right now Absolutely. because two or three years ago Bayern was the, the team to have the ball to mm -hmm. dominate the game they don't mm -hmm. want to dominate the game right now so um, actually till last season like this was yeah. always the case and now this comes to play perfectly for, for Nico Kovac He's finally able to play his football, and um, it's such a great situation for him. Like, great in the sense, if he loses, if he gets knocked out, he's probably losing his job. But um, you've been saying this for a while now. Oh yeah, I, I back down, like <laughs> <laughs> double down, but now I'm like back on it. If he if he gets knocked out, then he's at home now. Yeah, he's. It's going to be thin air for him, but um, he can finally play his football and nobody can say a word because like, it's a Champions League. We're playing against one of the best offensive mm -hmm. uh, attacks in the world. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just feel like it's it's perfectly set up for Bayern and Niko Kovac. And How big a loss is uh, Joshua Kimmich going to be? Well, a big one, a big one. I mean, you've seen it. He, alone, the mentality he brings alone is mm. just nobody else on the pitch has that. Like yeah. uh, when he blocks a cross and he stands up with like the the fist pump, and mm. um, he's such an intense player. Mm -hmm. I've tweeted yesterday, and I'm standing with it. He's going to be Bayern and Germany captain within not too long. Mm. When he shaves his mustache, this looks horrible. <laughs> I like his mustache. Not at all. I have to say, I didn't mind it too much. But right before he got that yellow card that ruled him out, I tweeted, "Has Joshua Kimmich ever?" made a bad decision <laughs> literally seconds before he made a bad decision <laughs> Here we are. he so made I, a tackle on Robertson in the first half I don't know if you remember that and I don't there's probably like two right backs in the world that would have made that tackle mm -hmm. he's just quality isn't he the so. way he reads the game is, is yeah. really fantastic you can tell he comes from a different position right it's yeah. just yeah. It's, how are they going to replace him what are they going to do Rafinha Rafinha, isn't it? Rafinha it's going to be the, the, 
He's always there when he needs to be another there. Another legend. Another Schalke legend in the, in the lines of Bayern Munich. So he will definitely play. They won't change anything. They will play the exact same approach. Yeah. Maybe Robin or Ribéry is there to make some more. Kuma is fit then. And Robin they, should be back now. You never know, Robin. Mm. Like he can be out for a year. Suddenly he's back, scores eight goals, then he's injured again. So mm. um, it's pretty hard to so, 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 to see. Okay, uh, you highlighted Navi Keda. Mm. You were pretty yeah, impressed. Yeah, thought he was awesome. Yeah, I mean that was the player that Liverpool thought they were getting from Leipzig, and you know it's still his first season. I'm sure he will fulfil his potential at Liverpool, mm. and that I think that was his best performance in a Liverpool shirt so far. He was everywhere, yeah. really nice touches, really loads of running in the middle of the park. It's great to see. But Henderson was good too. He was, yeah, yeah. I've slacked him off quite a lot on this podcast in, <laughs> in the past, Henderson, but yeah, he was superb, particularly in the first half. Mm. I thought he was really just like, you know, he, he kept things really tight for Liverpool in the middle, let everyone else go and play. Yeah. Um, was really key to sort of shuffling, buying out wide to the attacks and, and they, uh, they struggled. Sadio Mane though. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of chances. He had yeah. a lot of chances. There's something wrong with his finishing of late. I, I'm sure it used to be better, or if I just mm. did I just imagine. No, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I mean the the chances that he had were were quite difficult ones. Why, even the one when it sort of why did he, why did he go Would for the, a bicycle kick in there once? Yeah, that one. That was well, like yeah. you, this is a knockout game. One, yeah. one for the cameras. Yeah. Well, yeah. look, <laughs> they didn't score. I, I saw it all over Instagram, so yeah. it worked. Mm-hmm. But it, you thought that that was I thought that was an easy one with the squirm. I think thing. it just came to him a bit too quickly. He wasn't really expecting it. It just kind of squirmed through to him, and then he just kind of screwed it right, didn't he? Yeah. But, but I'm pretty sure against a team like Hull City, he would have scored. But if you know that Manuel Neuer is in your back and Mats Hummels and mm-hmm. Javi Martinez are ready to kill you, mm-hmm. it's a different situation for mm-hmm. a striker. Oh, you think that pressure tells? Yeah, yeah, it probably does, doesn't sure. it? Yeah. Uh, Klopp complained about the final pass afterwards, Dan. Yeah. That was the weak point for them? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, they only had two shots on target overall, Liverpool, mm. um, which isn't great, is it really? I don't think Firmino was, was fully fit, which was a bit of a problem. He was recovering from that virus. Yeah, wasn't exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Salah wasn't really at his best either. Um, Salah so. was poor. No, they, they didn't get him in the position where he no. needs to play because they always doubled him. Mm-hmm. And when he has the ball, they, they really focus on him. I think they just... Mane was all over the place. Yeah. And they just leave him Mane. I think they spotted Mane as the was weak a point in the offense. Mm-hmm. Pick your poison situation yeah. for Bayern there, yeah. <laughs> someone on Twitter Kimmich, about... But the others were all, all doubled in the offense. Yeah, someone said on Twitter about Salah that he kept coming in onto his left foot like he does. And it was like, mate, these guys train with Arjen Robin every day. Yeah. They're not going to fall for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that before. <laughs> They know that trick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys reckon that uh, Kovac will come away from this game the happier manager, or will it be Klopp? <clears throat> I don't the, know why the, I call him Klopp. Honestly, I, I, I still have problems seeing Bayern score at all. I, yeah. they, they will have to score at some point. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. And um, I have trouble seeing that. But... Three, ga- three days before the game, actually the day before the game, I would have bet all my money on Liverpool. If I would have to do that now, I would probably actually pick Bayern now. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Because so. we, we know Bayern Munich, they are there when it's, uh, when it's um, I don't know, when you, when you have to be there, more mm-hmm. or less in the big games. Mm-hmm. They are there and uh, they proved it. But yeah, as, yeah. I, as Nico said, they have to score a goal. And I think they do it after a corner kick, a typical yeah. Mats Hummels header in the seventh minute, and then Liverpool has to come, and maybe that's good for them. But I don't think they can really score out of the game. And the thing is, tough. this this Bayern squad, like Liverpool has been in the Champions League final last year, yeah, that's, but still it's a it's a rather young squad compared to Bayern, because this Bayern squad, basically everybody in this team has been to the Champions League final three times. Yeah. They have been in every situation in knockout games that is possible. So for them, I just feel like they will be... Uh, 
And they're at home. Yeah. And it's the last chance for some of them as well to win Absolutely. it, isn't it? So yeah. that's going to be... So all three of you are going for a Bayern progression? I don't think so, actually. I think oh, Liverpool okay. will win. But <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah, I think too that Liverpool will win, but if Bayern scores one goal, it's a different thing. But if it's like the game in the first leg, if it's exactly the same, then Liverpool will win in the end because then one, one, thing, one goal will go in. Yeah. Okay. And then Bayern falls apart. Okay. Who had their eyes on Leon v Barcelona? I saw the highlights only. <laughs> okay. yeah, same, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. So, I really like Leon, Leon. Well, we shouldn't probably talk about it too much, but I mean, Leon will be pretty happy with themselves, I'd, I'd imagine. The thing is, yeah, if you look at the entire game, they should, but they could have scored, especially in the first half. Mm. There were a few, they had a few chances, and obviously, like, drawn, got Barcelona in the first, like, that's mm. it's great. But still, if you after the game, you feel like, eh, could have scored one. Mm. I mean, to I not concede an away goal to Barca is, is very, very yeah. good, I think. And, mm. you know, I've seen Leon beat City away from home this season. And they were really good that day. So if they can replicate that performance away at Barca, you never know. They, they could knock them out. Will Fiki be back for the second leg? That I don't know. You look yeah. at me like I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I'm always happy when I see Jason Denaya on the pitch. I like him as a player. Schalke legend? No, not a Schalke legend, but okay. I think a Dutch legend. Not yet. <laughs> uh, city legend. He's a Poss- city legend. Yeah. Potential transfer for, for Schalke, I would say. <laughs> but so he always looks city. like he's not a footballer. Mm. He's so big and he has so many hair and he's like, yeah. but he's always playing Champions League since mm. 1981 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting stuff in this game. Luis Suarez has gone a full day oh. of game time. So 1,440 minutes without scoring away from home in the Champions League, last netting against Roma in September 2015. Wow. That's odd, isn't it? I mean, 2015. That is a long, long time. That's four years. Yeah, the Backstreet Boys were not on tour in 2015, so this far. Are they on tour now? Yeah, they're actually going on tour. Are they? I'd heard they had like... tickets? I heard... Well, I'm definitely going. Uh, I'd heard that they had a spot, like a residency in Vegas or something like that. Like this, like... um, Celine Dion? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, how boring is that? They got the Bill Cosby spot, maybe. That was open. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it was up there. He had a, was he had a spot. <laughs> right. That derailed. I did a little. Backstreet Boys, of course, not the not the best of the boy bands. That that yeah. title remains with Take That. Of course, it's in sync. Uh, it's not in sync. It's E17. No, it's Take That. New Kids on the Bird block. Dead. Of course, it's Take That. I thought you would have gone for Boys Only. Boys Zone. Yeah. So patriotic yeah. Irishman. No, no, no. Two, two for <laughs> one. I don't remember them. Bad and Breakfast were and also great. Was... Caught in the Act. Very good Dutch band. That's that wasn't a band. We're... Caught in the Act? <laughs> no. Were they Dutch? Yeah. Uh, really? German. Yeah. We're caught in the Act? Yeah. Very good. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Benny, do you remember the WhatsApp I sent you before the game? The Schalke Man City game? Yes. Do you remember what it said? It said uh, Schalke will make it today. Yeah. What, what exactly was what I told you two hours before, but you didn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty sure... That was the night of Schalke 04, and it was for a long time. It almost was the night mm. of Schalke 04. Yes. What happened? Um, I think there was, uh, for the people who have never seen a Schalke game, that was the most typical Schalke game you can see. <laughs> I mean, you destroy everything you have on your own purpose. You don't even know why you're in this perfect situation, but then you all, you get so nervous that you completely tr- destroy everything. And if, you, if you're a fan in the stadium, I know a lot of fans, and I know some people who go there. I know, also know people that say, no, I don't go there because they get... Thrash seven nil. I don't look at here. You can have my ticket. Yeah. And I mean, for for neutral fans, it was an amazing game. 
Andre. from my perspective because mm-hmm. there was everything in there but for a Schalke fan it was yeah it was like Schalke is how were you feeling around just before that Sané free kick like let's say a minute or two before that Sané free kick there's like five minutes left in the game were you nervous were you sort of shouty or agitated or what were you when he the German commentator said one minute before Sané came in like Sané is still warming up uh, maybe Pep will not bring him and I thought he will definitely bring him mm. and then he came on and I said when someone scores like a goal now it will be definitely Sané because the others were already like arguing with each other and it was already over the whole game and then there was this like 10 meters before the foul the second foul was spotted there was another foul and I said uh, whistle it one? it's a foul foul <laughs> foul and then the, the referee doesn't whistle 10 minutes before and then there was De Bruyne was it De Bruyne and Sané at the at the spot and I said let's De Bruyne shoot nothing will happen if mm-hmm. Sané if Sané will shoot it will definitely be a goal mm-hmm. because it's it's typical Schalke <laughs> it happens and then it's the wonder strike and everything falls I don't know if you noticed it but there's a lovely slow motion shot of Bernardo Silva taking the underwear out of the crack of his ass just before <laughs> Sané hits the free kick as well no, this is a video I will watch tomorrow, not today, <laughs> okay. not the day after. Leroy Sané directly involved in eight goals in his last seven appearances in all competitions for Manchester City. That's all right, Dan, isn't it? Not bad at all, yeah, yeah. You must be feeling pretty good today. Yeah, reasonably so, yeah. I mean, if you ask me how I was feeling five minutes before the, the free <laughs> kick, I was thinking 2-1. Shall one, I ask you? 2-1 away, not not terrible result, down to ten men. We can we can pull this round in the second yeah. leg, wow. and then somehow we won 3-2, yeah. So you would have taken a 2-1 at that stage? At that point, yeah, because City were playing really poorly in and the second the whole half. Team the whole team was ready to take it they all yeah, were yeah, like okay yeah. it's done Schalke had the ball but they don't know what to do with the ball they just kick it in, uh, in the front row they get mm-hmm. it back and this is how it happens Right. And they went in full self-destruct mode. And then we have the this goal. shitty ex-Frankfurt defender that fell apart. What was he doing there, Chipka? <laughs> That's where you got him. Well, <laughs> I, we wanna, I wanted to actually get to that third goal in yeah. a moment, but we're, we're on it now, so we might as well talk about it. I was wondering, who gets the assist? Is it... Edison. Is it, no, I think it's Chipka, it's because Chipka. he yeah. basically set up the goal. But Chipka set it up. And then, and then actually, <laughs> the, the goalkeeper, Rafael, might get another already, half of the assist, because where he the hell was he He was in the dressing room. He was yeah. on his way into the dressing room already. Like, What's oh, his name again? What's the keeper's name again? Fan. Why was he giving so much fucking space to Raheem Sterling to shoot? Like, I could have scored that. No idea. And that's actually what he's supposed to be kind of good at. His positioning? Everything inside. Lost everything, yeah. In Germany, like three years ago, we called him the hand potters, which means the hand of the pot. Yeah. Yeah, like not the hand of of God, but Mm. the hand of pot because he was... Uh, unbeatable right and he lost everything like he's a poor footballer and like he's his self-confidence is gone and you can s- the first goal his goal the second goal uh, the third goal I would say it's minimum 25% yeah. his goal at least he could have tried to yeah. get the ball but just go away and say come on scored uh, was pretty poor and you just said the first goal is actually on him too yes of yeah. course yeah. it's 100% it's on him and on Zanay they're both no together. you don't have to play there are three yeah. players who can play the ball or you just hammer it just away like he does it every day yeah. but then he plays the one person three city players actually targeting and he's played yeah, that's really good why try to play the ball at a defence in that it just doesn't make any I sense he, I think he was replaced by a goalkeeper that was called a better footballer and now he tries to prove that he's a better footballer Oh, and yeah. Yeah, that so this was this was actually a big talking point for Schalke before the game about who to play in goals, right? Yeah, I mean the coach decided we we go for the younger keeper called Alexander Nübel. Is mm-hmm. it Alexander or Nübel? Of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he got a red card in the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. and suddenly Fairman is the number one again, he, he even in the Champions League. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ederson has the same number of assists in all competitions this season as Mesut Özil. 
Hmm. One. Don't blame Mesut. He's the. I think he's the only player to get a Champions League assist. Uh, only goalkeeper, sorry, to get a Champions League assist this season, and the only goalkeeper to get a Premier League assist this season as well. Wow! Yeah. Mesut has no chance to break this record. By that, the way, that's so true. I just wish he'd get rid of the neck tattoo. Or <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Yeah, is it? Feel yeah. a little bit queasy. And the little smiley face below his ear. Have you seen that? He's one? a bit scary. He could be. Yeah. A, he could be a bad Bond character. And he looks like um, to Gabriel Jesus is weird with his yeah. tattoo. <laughs> is it odd job? Jesus. What? Yeah. He has a like big ass "I belong to Jesus" tattoo on his chest. Who? Uh, Edison. Edison, I think. Yeah. Um, I think. Are him and dedicated Kaka? to Gabriel Jesus, but I'm not sure about it. <clears throat> oh, that's, yeah. Are him and Kaká in the same club? Kaká church. Bro, I mean, yeah, probably. Mm. Are we back to church again. They all in the same. <laughs> tr- it's the church of football. Church. We all believe in the god of football. Except Schalke players. Except Schalke players. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dan, why was company not starting and Fernandinho was in the middle of the uh, He's not fully fit, basically. He's, oh. That was his first appearance since they beat Liverpool on the 3rd of January last night. So, okay. yeah, just not fit enough to start. Were you a bit worried about Fernandinho playing in the middle there? Yeah, I don't really like when Pep does that. I would rather he just played Otamendi and Laporte as the centre-backs and Zinchenko as the left-back or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, didn't really, it doesn't really work for me. Speaking of Otamendi... <laughs> yeah. I mean, any arguments over it? The red card? Uh, I can see why it was given. Um, I, I mean, can it was also, the second yellow. We should be clear. Yeah, that, well, that was that was definitely. Um, I thought you were talking about the penalty instant. The, the oh, we'll get to the penalties afterwards. Let, yeah, let's yeah, start no, with the red no, card. No argument about the red card. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, then the first penalty decision. Yes. So for those who missed out, what, what happened? Uh, so someone had a shot. I can't remember which Schalke player it was. Kalidjuri. Yeah, it hit, <laughs> hit Otamendi on the hand. Um, after about eight minutes of consulting the VAR, it was given as a penalty. Well, there was a little technical problem because the monitor was broken yeah well that's so, all doesn't it about so the referee called the two captains why ever he did it just to to win some time yeah <laughs> yeah that was it wasn't he had it? a quick think, talk yeah, yeah. And what did he tell him guys guys look at the monitor it's broken yeah, yeah. yeah. can someone of you fix a monitor <laughs> uh, no <laughs> it's interesting so the pitch side TVs weren't working so the yeah. decision apparently was made for him by the official watching the monitors in a control centre inside the stadium mm-hmm. but UEFA's own leaflets or regulations say that such a decision has to be made via the on-field review controversy I think uh, Schalke will ask for a replay of the whole game (laughs) potentially okay I thought the first penalty was a bit harsh no the The ball's travelling at about 80 miles an hour yeah but he's 10 metres away he's standing like like this like a bird in the the box and then then he realised oh the ball is coming I have to uh, move away (laughs) uh, and then the, the, uh, the ball also was deflected out of the box so it would, could potentially go on the goal it would never go in but it is like a clear decision it's one of the clearest hand penalties I've seen I've seen in the Champions League last night Dan rebuttal I can understand why it was why it was given but I think he's made an attempt to pull his arm away I think nice. nobody really still I think we've said this on the podcast before nobody knows what the handball yeah, rule is do they yeah. like is that ball to hand or, or what he's, that is definitely ball to hand for yeah me. I would say so as well and if, if it takes no. um, somebody to, to sit there and watch footage of it for three minutes in slow motion to make a decision then I don't know how you can really no, I think they discussed two minutes why the monitors are broken <laughs> like <laughs> just you put in about. the SCART cable does uh, <laughs> <laughs> anybody have a source <laughs> put the source on the source off, button on an off button uh, for you penalty yeah I think I mean we can't even agree the thing is look, I, we, I discussed that with a few people on Monday that probably we should just get rid of penalties in, in general oh no uh, but, but no. That's, a, that's a longer discussion and penalties uh, are great I wouldn't hear yeah. I wouldn't see the end of them so 
But no, for me it was a, it was a, was a right call. It was a right call. Okay, and the second penalty to call? It was definitely a foul, but was the guy offside when the ball came over the top? Yeah, That's the know. other question. My money top was broken, I couldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it was, but it, was, it, was it was a foul, and Sunday was so happy that he... Because I think he kind of felt responsible for the first goal, and he was so happy. <laughs> he was yeah. pumping his, his thumb, uh, thumb up and down the entire time. Like how, and, how annoying are football? that already celebrate when a, a penalty is given mm. the thing like though it's is a goal. If, if it's oh. given to Schalke and you have Bentaleb then it's a goal yeah, so. that's, a, that's for sure he takes 14 of 14 he takes a good penalty yes very very nice afterwards Dan Pep was insisting City are not good enough I don't know why I did that so loud <laughs> are not good enough to win the Champions League is, is he being truthful here or is he just trying to take the pressure off his side uh a little bit of both, I think. Right. I think. I mean, I think you look at that game as a manager and think, well, you know, with all due respect to Schalke, we've been given a really hard time there by a team that we were expected to beat comfortably. Mm. How are we going to fare against? I mean, what if we draw Atletico Madrid in the in the last sixteen, which was possible? You know, yeah. we, we might well have got a, a real problem from them. Mm. So you just you just think it, when they come up against a team with a bit more nous, are they going to struggle? And it's a bit worrying. I, I really love Pep Guardiola, but I don't believe a word he says. <laughs> oh, no. Like, no. you know, he's like, what, what, in the well, that's time why I asked Bayern, like, Mehdi Benadia, Joshua Kimmich, Bastian Schweinsteiger, and Lewandowski were all the best players he ever worked with. Yep. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. So, um, I just think he wanted to, like, basically wake the players up, you know, wake everybody up and say, like, this mm. is not a, it's not as easy as you all thought, but obviously he's going for a Champions League and he thinks I can win it. Predictions for the second leg then? Come on, Benny. You're going to get it, Benny. Come on, Benny. It will be a 2-0 win by Schalke 04. Surprising. <laughs> City's out. Wow. Next one, Atletico Madrid. Bring them on. <laughs> Dan? I think it'll be a comfortable 4-0 victory for City. Wow. Yeah. I'm going with you, Dan. Nico? Yeah. Yeah. 4-0? Yeah, I'm taking the 4-0. Okay. Schalke's going to get beaten up. Did you want to ask Dan your question about atmosphere in stadiums? Uh, no, yeah, I can ask you which stadium was worse atmosphere-wise. Is it is it the Etihad or uh, Emirates? Um, I asked an Arsenal fan before, so choose your. Cho- they're probably both as bad as each other, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I mean, with, with English stadiums, when it's like a big game, when everyone gets really into it, then the atmosphere is quite good. Yeah. But for your usual, you know, Bolton at home at three o'clock on a Saturday, no one really cares. So it's okay. just really quiet. And if you Google empty seats in Manchester on Google Maps, you find the Etihad. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. the empty hat. On Google Maps? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Now, finally, to what may be the result of the round, Atletico Madrid 2, Juventus nil. Is this a shock result? I, I don't mean it to demean Atletico Madrid, but you've got Juventus, yeah. they have a Juventus machine, you've got this Ronaldo machine, they're winning everything in Serie A, and then Atletico go and beat them 2 nil. I think it was a bit shocking. I was we, surprised, yeah. 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 And the way they did it too, you know, Juve was like after 80 minutes they felt like okay I mean not, not scoring here but at mm-hmm. least it's, it's a draw okay. and then you can see two that's <laughs> not a good start into the Champions League year for, for you not really did you see Ronaldo afterwards yes oh. he took it well yeah he's, uh, he's a nice guy like he is mm-hmm. gentleman yeah he, uh, he, he said to the reporters in the mix zone, I've won five Champions Leagues, Atletico have zero. Then he held up his hands to indicate the number five, just in case any of us un- were unsure what the number that's, five this was. That's how he sees him. He, he thinks he's bigger than a club. This is, yeah, that's the thing. That's what really bothers me about it is you, you just lost with your new team and you won five titles, that's fine, but you didn't win them with, with Juventus. You mm-hmm. won them with a different team that you left because you didn't feel wanted there anymore. Like, 
what are you doing here? Mm. Like, yeah, you won it five times, but that's not worth anything right here, right now. Mm-hmm. He was pretty poor. Yeah. I wonder if the pressure sort of getting to him a little bit or no? Just yeah. a bad game, was it? Yeah. Yeah, but the free kick, if he if this goes in, the free kick in the 17th minute or whatever, we were talking about yeah. this free kick now. And yeah. the, it would be a completely mm-hmm. different game. So okay. it's tough to judge. Let's not get too too carried away. Mm-hmm. I think he proved that he's a pretty good footballer and maybe he will prove it in the second leg. I was very surprised in the last minute when he took the free kick from just outside the box. Mm-hmm. He had a corner flag, flag and crossed it to, was it Bandeski or something? Somebody? Like, I just felt like normally Ronaldo would be on the other end of that free kick. You want he, him in there? Yeah, he would take that shot. Mm. That shot normally. Yeah. I think he should be in there. I think he gave up. He gave up his career. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised by Diego Simeone's celebration. Mm. Wow. <laughs> He's, He's a, not done that for the first time, though. It's aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. <laughs> what's, what's it mean? I mean, I know. I think we've got literally ball. what it means. Balls, but what was it reference to? It just means, yeah, we got balls. A big German newspaper with four letters mm. posted... A, Basically, was the biggest photo. That's his, this is why he doesn't. <laughs> that was their keeps photo? on doing it. Mm. But um, I didn't click. Okay. Did you click, Benny? No. Shit. Okay. So that's quite. It wasn't behind the paywall, right? Old, yeah, I think it was paywall. <laughs> oh god, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, he's apologized for it since. <laughs> why do people apologize why? for everything now? Yeah, just right. own it. Like you did it. The so worst what? was the worst was Carius apologizing for the Champions League thing. Yeah. So, come on, mate. It's football. <laughs> uh, Juve two 0 down. Can they come back from this? Anybody give them any hope? I think they can, yeah, yeah. Against Atletico, I mean, against any other team, I would say there's a potential. But against Atletico, they are all bastards, and uh, <laughs> they know how to defend and to, to provoke the players, and they know the dirty rules of football. Yeah, will be a tough game. Which ties into our pre-pod chat that me and you had on the way over. Yeah. Of shit housey, shit eleven, like a shit eleven. <laughs> so the spine of your team is quite clearly Sergio Ramos. Mark Van Bommel Roy Keane and then Diego Costa up front if anybody else has any other suggestions for a shithousery 11 well, Ribéry has to be oh, on, yeah, the Ribéry is Ribéry on the left 100% it's yeah. not even a discussion Gary Neville maybe right back nah no okay. Paul Scholes Paul couldn't, really? Paul Scholes it's a City yeah. fan right there no no he was like he was like famous he was a gentle footballer no he was famous for being really dirty but everyone let him off because it's like oh well he just can't tackle he's small yeah. he's red hair I put in Gabriel Heinze and Esteban Cavillasso. Both good calls. Yeah. Liked them both. Hmm. Any asshole striker we remember? <laughs> I mean, you, you can't put him Luis Suarez, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's also good. Yeah, but Diego Costa. Oh, yeah. Good call, too. Do you we can play two strikers. <laughs> Full defense, one striker. Schalke move. Jens Lehmann in goal. Jens Lehmann in goal was another one that yeah. we thought about. Oli Kahn yeah. could Oli be in there too. Oli Kahn, but Oli Kahn is number B. He's B choice. Oh, he's going to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> and you always have, you already have the tension uh, in the team when you start with that. That's true. I've lost my place in my script here. That's uh, <laughs> that's not great. But we did want to talk about the future of German football, Ben. Yes, that's that's next, dark. isn't it? And you're you're a bit worried about it all. If every person you talk to who is into German youth football in clubs or even looking games or fans or following you youth teams says we are entering a dark period of mm-hmm. uh, youth football in Germany. Mm. We completely fucked it up, blended, blinded by the 2014 World Cup title. 
thinking it, it goes on and on and on. We have our perfect strategy right now, mm -hmm. and we completely missed the trends in world football. And um, what's what do you mean by that? You missed the trends in world football. So, because Germany had a, a pretty good reboot post Euro 2000. Was Euro it? 2000 was the fall, the fell down. Then we rebooted everything. Mm. The clubs had the different way of uh, educating their players mm. and 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 um, teaching them how to play football. But it was like the old I would say the old Pep Guardiola approach yeah. and it was like you have to be this is your job do it pass the ball two meters run three meters and you explain them everything mm -hmm. they all know everything about football right now the youth players but they forgot how it is to like win a one-on-one -on -one, um, have special situations create them something they all know like that's why I You all uh, love Joshua Kimmich, but I think he's the exact player Germany has right now in uh, like 100 times. But well, we don't have a guy that... Uh, we have uh, Leroy Sané, of mm -hmm. course, but he is ignored. Um, um, so we need this kind of players. And they are already do there. predictable type of players. Yeah, you have mm -hmm. a lot of predictable type of players, and they play a great uh, tactic. They know the formation, and they play run... Every like, pass perfectly yeah. over 10 yards. But It's if it comes one-on-one, -on -one, or if there needs to be like... Because every team in the world can defend, but you need this one person or two persons who can create something out of nowhere and we, we get rid of them and we don't have them in any youth team right now every youth coach uh, national youth coach or club youth coach and even the best youth coach in Germany which is a Schalke coach this is uh, just he just built out uh, half of the Premier League players and half of the Bundesliga players he said it's a dark period um, and there's no hope for the next five to six years because the whole system is broken and on the other hand would you say something yeah no, just one thing real yeah. quick I, I agree in most things Benny said but yesterday one of my favorite sentences in world football was used by the commentator again when he referred to Leroy Sané's younger brother who is a, <laughs> he was in the Schalke Youth Academy and he said yeah. what do they say about every younger brother yeah. from all you hear he's the even bigger talent <laughs> <laughs> so there might be one one yeah, other one player person, coming yeah. through <laughs> and there's also like a big discussion in the DFB like the whole thing they want to build this youth academy in Frankfurt which is ridiculous uh, expensive and it's a big discussion because they are not allowed to build it on this ground and whatever mm -hmm. but this should be the center of youth um, development mm -hmm. youth football development and because all the other countries did it too in the past but I, my personal opinion is that this is a big mistake yeah. because they should be built in the clubs and they learn everything from the culture of a club and they learn how this mm -hmm. different styles of play because if they all play the same and build in an academy uh, it's the worst thing you can do it, yeah. it means the teams just become predictable yeah We saw it in the World Cup 2000, uh, in the Perfect last World Cup, and we saw it in every Germany game right now. We know how Germany plays, and we know how the German youth teams play, mm. and we know how, yeah. This is, it, is that effect being had on the Bundesliga clubs already? Because they, I would, with the exception of Schalke, they maybe underperformed? No, the I think they, the, the sign is that they buy young players again from other countries, right. and especially from England. I mean, all respect to English youth football, but... Mm -hmm. um, Five years ago, we've never bought a youth English player. Yeah. It was German players coming mm. in or French players or whatever. But uh, like everybody hunting for young English per guys and not going for their own youth teams. Yeah. For example, Bayern Munich, the last player I think Bayern Munich brought up was Thomas Müller. Yes, it was. And they say, and they rebuilt... Who? Alaba. Alaba, yeah, but he was, he was bought uh, from Austria, I think. When he was 15, though, so I yeah. think that is fair, though. And oh, then okay. they nearly we'll, we'll sold him that. to Offenheim. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, but uh, this, the biggest club in Germany can't create any players. And if you look like the statistics of other clubs, how many youth players they have around the world and in which teams they are playing, 
the German teams are pretty poor for this, so that we don't build up ready. It used to be good. That is yeah. a, that's the worrying part about yeah. it. Yeah. How do you fix all that then? You, your idea would be to, to keep those sort of academies within the clubs, which would make more sense to me, because also families can't afford to send their kids to Frankfurt to... No, the Frankfurt thing is for the national teams. Oh, for the national the teams. The clubs Sorry. stay okay. with their academies, but I think the academies itself should change. Okay. I think they should leave more space for creativity. They should teach the. They should just let them play, and yeah. in a certain like not all the time. They mm. need to learn tactics and all that, but they also need to learn what's the greatest thing in football. It's just playing, having fun, or whatever. And they all lost it. They all are like like yeah. military persons or whatever. Football they, machines. They follow the rules. Sure, they get forced into this into this DFB Yogi Löw style of play, yeah. and there is no other. And the, the problem with like Benny said, Leroy Sané, who's not fitting into that, it's not getting a chance. That now he's playing for Germany, but he gets mm. left out of the World Cup squad yeah. because he doesn't fit into that idea. Mm. Well, there were other issues there as well. We think, yeah, like yeah. maybe a little. Okay, PlayStation <laughs> shishas. That's the shisha. <laughs> but Draxler bought the shisha. It wasn't. It was never Sané. No, Draxler bought the Draxler brought the PlayStation suitcase, and uh, Rüdiger brought the shisha. Rüdiger brought the yeah. shisha. Oh, okay. yeah, it's the same gang, but. Mm. Yeah, is that all? Game. Is that allegedly, or is that that's? No, oh, that's pretty. I mean, bringing a shisha to a World Cup uh, team camp is not the professional, most professional thing. But a brilliant do. idea. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, they brought a table tennis set and yeah. they played table tennis. I watched. Fifteen years ago, they brought vodka. So <laughs> it's, I mean, it's progression. It's all coming back. Uh, now, Sky likes to talk a good game and name each Sunday a Super Sunday, but this time around, it might actually be justified because not only do we have the EFL Cup final between Chelsea and Manchester City. We also have Manchester United scuppering Liverpool's hopes of winning their first league title in 29, 500 years, who knows. It doesn't get more super than that, so I put it to you, Dan, Burke. This will be one of the defining games of the season. The Manchester United Liverpool. Yeah, could well be, yeah. I mean, one of the interesting things about this game as well is that the last time they played in December was Jose Mourinho's last game in charge of United and Liverpool were streets ahead of them that day. Oh. Um, absolutely wiped the floor with them at Anfield. So United have improved a lot under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and it'll be interesting to see how much they've improved when they play Liverpool again. Uh, obviously, Liverpool have got uh, a lot riding on this game. They need to win because City are currently ahead of them. Uh, this is Liverpool's game in hand on City, so they can they can re-establish that. Oh, this is the, the game in hand. This is the game in hand. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So um, Liverpool win, they go back top, three points clear at the top of the table, and then you know they're in they're in the driving seat for the title. Then aren't they? They lose this game, and who knows what might happen? You know what the worst part about this game is? I've been invited to a kid's birthday party. Oh no! <laughs> that begins at 3 p.m. Oh. on Sunday. <sighs> My wife was like, no, it's okay. You can stay behind and watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can give you a motor saw and you can just like cut off a finger or something like this. That's a great idea. You can, um, I mean, will, it, will it grow back? Maybe. Depends on how much you cut off. I actually yeah. just read about that. Really? If it's just the very top, it can actually grow back. <gasps> I don't know if I want to see the game that much. I could probably <laughs> just, actually on repeat. Just stream it on your phone or something probably. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The kid's fine. The kid's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, what is this? So it's quite an interesting title race, but I'm wondering where does it stand in the great pantheon of Premier League title races? Or, or is that only something we can judge afterwards? Yeah, we'll find out, won't we? Because, you know, there's a possibility of this game, you know, um, one of these two teams could drop a few points in the next few weeks and then there's not much of a title race anymore. I think there's a bit of recency bias because it's been a while since we've actually had a decent title race. I think the last one was four years ago when it was City and Liverpool going for it again. Was that four um, years ago? The Gerrard slip and all that, yeah. 2013-14, that was, yeah. So, wow. um, so yeah, we'll see. What a, when, when was the Aguero one? 
2012 that was oh. which is still the best one for me but um, there's a few there's been a few isn't it 95, 96 United Newcastle was well that's the one. one I was going to bring up that was the one where they were like 4 million points clear and then Eric Cantona won every game with like a single goal exactly yeah, right. yeah. Um, wow. United Arsenal 2003 was a good one I remember United Chelsea 0708 was another one that always springs to mind mm. um, so yeah we'll, we'll see how it scoring goes. in the last minute there, there has the to be the last win. game but it's good to have it's great to have a tight title race again I say that as someone who's involved in it and for people who are watching from the outside as well well when Pro- your team are playing that well and you're so confident you can enjoy it how does it feel to have a title race <laughs> well exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this is, I want to bring up the point that in Germany we have maybe the exact situation right now because yeah. Dortmund is struggling mm-hmm. Dortmund is the Liverpool side and they are struggling right now and Bayern Man City are coming from behind and uh, finally we are entering maybe a phase where we have a t- title race for two or three match days in Germany which we are not used to That'll be interesting. And the other fact I want to say is the, the great goal by Kunagiro and the whole title race was destroyed for me by Troy Dini. Two, di- two days later, I would say, he scored this amazing oh, oh, the championship. Yeah. Yes. And everybody was always, this is the biggest moment in world football. And then Troy Dini came and scored and I was like, who's Kunagiro? What the fuck is even bigger? <laughs> the, I remember that Troy, that Troy Dini. That's an, uh, any, I urge you to go Google this. Yeah. Last minute, they what? I forget who they're playing. Almunia saved the penalty. Who was it? It was Leicester Watford. Yeah, Leicester Watford. Right. So Almunia saves the penalty. They literally go up the other end, and the video is great because it's got the Sky Sports reporter. What's his name? Um, Chris ah. Kamara. Kamara? No, it wasn't Kamara. I think it was it was some Johnny. Maybe is that his name? I forget his name. It doesn't matter. It's amazing. But he absolutely loses his shit when Troy Deeney goes up and to the other fans end. go on the pitch he yeah. rips off his shirt and it was yeah. total total enthusiasm it's amazing yeah. one of the best scenes in world football uh, where's this game going to be won and lost and the, the Liverpool United one I think Pogba's quite crucial to this one actually I think he's been really 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 good for United recently was outstanding against Chelsea on Monday night set one goal up scored another one mm. um, I think United have started playing Juan Mata as a number 10 which I don't know why it took them so long to work out that that was a good idea because he, he's got a new lease of life it seems mm. um, it'll be interesting to see if, if Marshall and Lingard are fit where they fit in because Marshall was in great form as well mm. um, from a Liverpool perspective they've got Virgil van Dijk back this weekend they missed him a little bit on um, on Tuesday well Fabinho did okay I would he say. did yeah they both yeah, did okay I would, yeah. I would say um but yeah, Marshall, um, whether he starts Rashford as a number nine, I think mm. is an interesting one as well. Patrick Anzen Zita has a team selection question for you, Dan. He says, listening from upstate New York. Now, I always thought upstate New York was sort of, I mean, we're both hip hop fans. I thought that was like terminology for like prison. it's an upstate trip like there's a lot of Mob Deep references there I don't know if Patrick probably doesn't he sounds like an upstanding individual Uh, I've been listening to the podcast for a while and I love the banter on the inside I'm writing this before United v Chelsea okay with Lingard Martial and Sanchez out who moves to the wing for United you think it will be Martial uh, well, if he's back fit, yeah. If he's okay. if he's still not back, then um, I would go for Andreas Pereira personally. Well, that's what he's asking. Should they use yeah. Pereira? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I don't like um, I don't like Rashford being moved out to the the flanks. I think it's a waste of his talent. I think he's much better as a number nine. Mm. I would have Lukaku on the bench all the time for United at the moment. I don't think he's really doing it. 
Um, so I would go for Pereira. Okay. And is I would he, go is he playing at all, Andres Pereira? Not really, no. no. I, 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 he's shown flashes of, of talent when I've seen him. I think he looks quite good. For me, it's quite difficult to, to point what his best position is. Mm. I mean, he's this attacking midfielder, I think, normally, right? But he can play basically anything. He can play wide, can play in the middle, yes. Mm. Uh, quick prediction then, Dan? Uh, I think, well, I hope... Um, and it's the one time that I'll be saying this I hope that United win wow. <laughs> I, hope that, I hope that they win 2-1 <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, as for Manchester City I, very simple question to kick this off Dan is Sergio Aguero the best foreign player the Premier League has ever seen he's not mm. even the best foreign player City I've ever mm. seen Oh, I would what? put David Silva and Yaya Torre ahead of Sergio Aguero personally but in terms of the best ever strikers in the Premier League and the best foreign strikers in the Premier League interestingly Alan Shearer did an interview for the Premier League's official website yesterday oh, yeah. when he said that Aguero was the best foreign Better striker oh well he wasn't foreign uh, well I mean in terms of best strikers you might you might make a case for him as well um, he's got 11 hat-tricks Premier League hat-tricks in 229 games level with Alan Shearer who's got 11 hat-tricks in 441 games now admittedly Shearer played in a, a lesser team than Aguero so I think that probably explains that but but yeah, I think he's definitely up there. I think he's he's got a better strike rate than anyone else, as far as I know. Um, these, goals these, I can't believe you put Yaya ahead of him, though. Yeah, I mean, these stats, these stats, they don't warm my heart, Dan. <laughs> I, but it's about the influence of the game. I mean, Yaya to really change the game you talk about City. The, when you talk about the influence of the game, that's why I would go with Eric Cantona as the best foreign player to ever play in the Premier yeah. League. He was the one who helped make the Premier League into this sort of global superstar brand. He had that, like, just the arrogance that just dripped off him with a collar up. Mm. And he's got, you know, he's kicking fans. He's yeah, doing but today poetry. you never would be like a shining superstar, like, yeah, that's, or whatever. But yeah. that's what makes him even better. Yeah, for us. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's Thierry Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he, if he, if he was, to peak Henry would be dominating the Premier League now. I have well. a thing against Henry. <laughs> What's that? Just one hand. Just that hand. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, of course. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Um, but getting back to Aguero, he has improved under Pep, hasn't Absolutely, he? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Why, why is that? Because everybody always says, oh, Pep just implements this tactical system, but he really mm. makes players better players. Yeah, and it's interesting because Pep's first season at City, there was a lot of drama around Aguero mm. about whether he would last, yeah. whether he would survive, yeah. and he's actually thrived under, under Guardiola. He's, his link-up play is so much better now. Um, he scores better goals than I think he ever did he scores a lot of headed goals as well um, he comes deep he gets the ball he holds it up he passes brings brings other players into play which was always like my big criticism of Aguero that he, he just before Guardiola sort of came along all he did was score and now he has so much more round to his game that it's, it's it, is nice, it is nice to see yeah. um, he says City should be looking to win four titles this season <laughs> so no pressure there Yeah. I mean De Bruyne is saying otherwise four you, I think he's got to say that as long as they're in four competitions he's got oh, to say okay. that hasn't he but I think De Bruyne said it's nearly impossible and I, w I would agree with that more right I was reading the other day uh, that he has a Lord of the Rings he has a tattoo in Elfish on his arm yeah but he's never seen the Lord of the Rings films he's never seen the films no. wow <laughs> he said he just thought he looked cool so maybe he wrote it we just had a discussion about <laughs> What Javi Martinez, who who said that he wrote the tri Tribes of Panem, the, the Hunger Games. Javi Martinez claimed that he had the idea and his laptop yeah. was stolen. And I'm not <laughs> really. I'm not making this. Brilliant. Up. He what? told a story. He's writing for a German sports magazine called Socrates. Javi Martinez, like the Javi Martinez, yeah. the Javi Martinez, yes. and he said 
he went to the to the movies. He watched it watched it in the cinema, and he stormed out half through halfway through the movie because he was convinced somebody stole his childhood laptop where he wrote down that idea. And he even claims that he named it The Hunger Games. Yeah, I've not seen The Hunger Games. What's it about? I'd have to ask Javi Martinez, would I? Ask Javi, yeah. yeah. Ask Javi, he knows, he knows the set, uh, all the parts. He has them all on have his Have you laptop. seen, would you recommend any art? I'm not into fantasies at all. Oh, it's I a fantasy the, one? I, I can recommend the first yeah. book, but don't read the second and the third book. The, okay. From Javi and Martinez? Or the, oh, yeah, Javi's books. Javi's books, yeah. they're great. <laughs> the Javi books. Uh, Dan, mm. I was looking at some of the stats. Uh, is there a major difference between City this season and last? Because 22 fewer goals at the same stage and 8 fewer points. What's what's Pep done wrong? Uh, I think there were a few mitigating circumstances like they had. They've struggled with injuries a little bit. Um, De Bruyne is the big one that they've missed from last season. Is and he worth 22 goals and 8 points though? Probably. Potentially, probably, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I think they failed to sort of properly strengthen last summer, which was which has been a bit of a problem for them. They needed someone to help Fernandinho out in the middle of the park and it hasn't happened. Mm. Um, so when, they, when they've been without him, they've dropped points, which mm. has been a problem. Jesus hasn't probably been up to the right level. No, he's been all right, but he's not yeah. been, certainly not in the league, he's not been brilliant. Um, but I think the big thing really is that last season, City didn't have anyone putting any pressure on them. The league was basically sewn up in November. Mm. Every game was just the case of, well, if we lose this, what's the big deal really? Right. And they just went into every game calm, whereas now they know if they slip up they've got Liverpool either streaking up behind them or streaking ahead of them so um, that's been a, a big a big problem for them Right so what time what sort of team are you expecting Pep to send out uh, this weekend? I think he'll go full strength yeah Oh I mean, no Phil Foden? I would I would imagine not no certainly not from the start he'll probably be on the bench Because he looked impressive in the FA Cup no? Yeah he was great Even yeah. if it was just Newport Newport yeah. yeah on a terrible pitch yeah he, he was really good um, The, the interesting thing would be to see whether Pep goes with Edison in goal or Aro Muric the understudy who has played in every round of the the Carabao so far um, it's like do, do you do you give him the chance in the final or do you play the best goalkeeper you play the best goalkeeper I would say that as well but Pep's a bit I like stubborn. it when uh, um, coaches have this uh, competition goalkeepers actually it's not often you have it but you have to stick to it if you say like oh you bring us to the final but then we bring in the good goalkeeper then it's shit yeah yeah, it's shit for the for the goalkeeper. It's shit for the goalkeeper and for the reputation of the coach. I don't think because that. when you go to the next club, you can't say, "Oh, you play every game in the Champions League." <laughs> if you're in a final, the big guy comes in. So, but what if you had played your reserve keeper all the way to the final of the Champions League? Let then all play. of a sudden, your better keeper comes back let and is play. fit and available. No, let him play. No, you got to pick your better keeper so no. that you win. Nobody's going to if you win the Champions League final. Nobody's going to lose the team. It's not about like then you lose the team if you if you make a. But I'd rather lose the team than the final. And if I win win the final, I'm not losing the team. No, no, you lose the team. Mm -hmm. You never lost the team. I lost so many teams in my life. Uh, what about Chelsea, Dan? Are they, have they going to recover from that sack? That sacks nil. That six nil mauling. You think it'll still be playing on their mind? Or will they be okay? I mean, you think that they will be sort of determined to make sure it doesn't happen again, wouldn't you? But they were they were poor against um, United on Monday. Mm. There's so much going on at that club at the moment with Sarri and the fans have, have really lost patience with Sarri and stuff yeah. like that. That I have no idea what sort of Chelsea team are going to turn up. They could turn up and, and put in a real determined performance and really turn things around, or they could just <laughs> they could just crumble again. You, you just don't know. I'm worried that they'll be so motivated from, from Europe just for you mm. because I like you and you and you work with us oh thanks i'm worried that they'd be so motivated 
that they'll beat City. They'll be like, oh, we can't have that hammering again. Yeah, maybe, yeah. It was fun. Um, I remember 2017, I think it was, January 2017, City played West Ham in the FA Cup and they won 5-0 away. And two weeks later, they played them again in the league and Guardiola said before the league game, it's so difficult to play a team twice in succession that you've beaten and do the same thing again. And he was right because they only won 4-0 in the second game. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's a genius. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Um, you're going for a win for City then, I guess. Yeah, 2 1 City, I reckon, yeah. Do you two want to throw in your predictions for this? We're running out of time. Not at all. I think City will win and then Sarri's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sarri's two games away by all accounts of mm. losing yeah. his job. We'll see how he gets in Malmo tonight. Yeah, in the Europa then, League, uh, yeah. Then at the weekend. Uh, Nico, we had planned to talk to you about Icardi, but we've run out of time. Yeah, well, so, I think he's going to sit for another few weeks so we can There's, there's plenty him. that we can come back to it, can't yeah, we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is the rumour that his wife cheated him again? Is With it Marcelo Brozovic, yeah. But that actually... That is, let's just stress, that is just a rumour. <laughs> it looks like it actually is just a rumour. I yeah. mean, she is quite a character, we she all has know a, that. She has a history on that, so... She has a history of that, but this particular one was made up by one magazine and okay. it looks... Like it's she does have a history of that, or is, is that reported, or is well, that she cheated on Maxi Lopez? Maxi she Lopez was with Icardi. That's why they were best friends, and now they hate each other. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. And she's too busy burning photos of them anyway, so to be doing it. Apparently, else. that is um, a tradition in Argentina when it's somebody's birthday. You burn a photograph of them. That sounds horrible. Yeah, that's a bit aggressive. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? isn't it? Yeah. Wow. They don't Happy like birthday. birthdays. <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy <laughs> 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 birthday, Mama! <laughs> uh, it's Argentinian tradition. Yeah, 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 you love it. Yeah. Okay, well that's all from us today. My thanks to Nico, Dan, and Benny. We'll be back next week. Am I back next week? Yes, it's the week after you're taking over, Dan, yep. isn't it? Yeah, okay. I'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can listen to the back catalogue on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that jazz. And if you want to get in touch, the address to do so is podcast.onefootball.com. 